0: Yeah, I think because breathwork has such a wow factor, you know, you can move from like the state you were describing to, um, you know, such a sense of alertness and oh, I think the word was openness. There's such a sense of openness to, to nature and to people and, and you know, particularly in the kind of breathwork I'm talking about, a very open heartedness. Um, that that can be intoxicating, you know. You're just, oh my God, this is all about connection and love and expression.
1: At the beginning of these, but today I felt called to do something different. This podcast is about breath work and it's about the breakthroughs that are possible with a modality like that. And for some reason, I really feel called to say that you don't have to stay stuck wherever you are and whatever you're experiencing. Transformation is possible. And I feel like when we're really in the depths and we're really in the stuckness, it's hard to see the light and it's hard to hold the hope and it's hard to feel like things can be different. I am privileged to witness transformation in the work that I do repeatedly and consistently and over time and in short bursts and in long bursts. And I feel like I've seen men go from really dismal circumstances, just really Really low places, um, to stable, transformative, intimate, connected relationships and with themselves and with other people. So I guess I just want to say, if you're out there and you have lost hope, I will hold the hope for you. I will hold that hope that people who listen to this that feel stuck get inspiration, and that you receive that transmission in the cells of your body that it doesn't have to stay this way, that it is possible for things to get better. They can and they will. When you take action, life tends to come towards you and support you in that action. So I'm sending you a hug wherever you are. Um, I hope that this touches someone. I really felt called to share that today. And I hope you enjoy this episode. I found it inspiring myself. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I am really excited to do this episode on breathwork. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. So Luke, so happy to have you back. Luke Adler is a doctor of Chinese medicine and a breathwork facilitator. And we actually talked about shadow work a few weeks ago. So if his voice sounds familiar, that is why. And I think his shadow workshop is coming up very soon with jason so excited to hear a little bit more about that i'm sure that'll come up um but welcome to the podcast
0: thank you thanks for having me back and and it's just wonderful to be with you your energy is fantastic so
1: (laughs) thank you (laughs) um so yeah we're talking about breath work today this is a powerful modality it's been around for centuries all over the world in lots of different forms um we're probably not going to cover all of those forms today but i was wondering if you could yeah share a little bit about how you kind of got into it and what you've gotten out of it i know that's a big question but just your sort of personal journey with breathwork and a little bit about what what it what is it
0: that's awesome yeah i i was raised in a meditative tradition as a kid and surrounded in, in spirituality meditation breathwork and then as I, you know, came of age, I wanted to create a, a career that centered around healing um, because that was such a powerful experience growing up. And um eventually I was led to Chinese medicine because it has a specific philosophy that's about spiritual development and, and kind of healing of the soul. And school was fantastic. It felt like I was going to Hogwarts or something. We were learning just the coolest material. But I was really interested in the shamanic roots of the medicine, like the Taoist lineage like the the alchemical healing and you know in school I'm learning about anatomy and biochemistry and Western medicine and it, it wasn't all all fun so I was looking for that shamanic element and in two thousand five in Los Angeles, uh one of my friends from the meditation Center introduced me to um a man named David Elliot who was training people in breath work and my first experience doing breath work was with a with a friend of mine named scott schwenk who still lives in la and teaches meditation and breath work and um i mean within 10 minutes five minutes i was in an altered state that sense of of, a veil was cleared and that connectivity with the universe was fully online and then you know the the emotional catharsis that followed the crying the 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 anger, the, the releasing of things I wasn't even aware I was holding, um, you know, and after an hour session, I was, I was just blown away that that kind of opening could occur so quickly. Um, and it was, it was different than my meditation experiences, which were very mystical, um, but in a, in a distinct way. Um, so yeah, I studied with David for really since 2005 and, um, you know, it's it's got a resonance with holotropic breathwork and the work of Stanislav Grof and that movement from the late '60s and '70s. So it's it's kind of a carry forward of that. David didn't study with Stan; he studied with someone else. But that tradition, the tradition that David taught, had more of a shamanic element to it. He brought nature around it and some Native American spirituality, but basically, it was very earth centered. So it was about connecting with the earth and and being a responsible steward to the earth and um, yeah, that's kind of a general, general overview. No.
1: Yeah. So a couple things. One is, um, there are a lot of different kinds of breath work. And I think that most of what we're going to be talking about today is when you hyper oxygenate. So when you're bringing in a lot of breath quickly, there's different ways that people do it. Sometimes it'll be a long breath in, a long breath out. Sometimes it'll be two quick breaths in and a breath out. Often there's music in the space. So there's a beat or a rhythm. Sometimes it's drums. Um, And I, you know, I think that what you said about getting to an altered state is important. So I just want to distinguish because this isn't, what we're talking about today and what this episode is on is different from something like Wim Hof breath, which doesn't necessarily get you into an altered state. It's also breath work, but what we're talking about today is more in the category of a longer session. So maybe 20 to 60 minutes. You can obviously correct me. I'm, I might be wrong on any of this, Luke, but um, it's, it tends to be longer. There tends to be music or drumming in the space. Often it's done with other people, um, not always, but often. And a lot of it, Especially in you know indigenous cultures around the world, there there is slash was a shamanic element. So it's not just I'm you know on my mat doing Wim Hof by myself. It's a it can be group practice and a lot of of like you said emotional purging can happen. So if you're if you're in a breathwork session, people might be crying. They might be yelling. You might hear loud noises. It's a It gets you into an altered state in an altered way. Um, And part of the reason I find it really valuable and compelling is because our issues are in our tissues. And many of the men that I work with have unprocessed trauma and stuff that's being held in their body, which we talked about a lot in our episode on shadow work. And breath work is a modality that can help move a lot of that energy, we want to do it in a responsible way, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But I just want to say that's one of the reasons I find it really compelling is that plant medicine can also help with this. But a lot of those medicines aren't accessible to a lot of people. Sometimes it can be not a safe environment. Breath work can be, can be <laughs> often a safe way of helping to purge some old, stuck stuff in the system that isn't being moved through something like talk therapy, right? This is a somatic modality. So, yeah, I just wanna set the stage a little bit about what we're talking about when we say breath work, because it's not, it's a very large category. And holotropic breathwork is in this category that we're talking about today. Um, but mm-hmm. holotropic breath work is specific to the Stan Groff Institute. And there are other other folks that are doing all of this, all of this stuff. So yeah, I'm curious if you can share a little bit more about your own experience. Um, you mentioned kind of like, whoa, like. There was a lot of crying. I was sort of like in an altered state within 10 minutes. And I was surprised by how deep I went. And did you feel lighter after? Like, what was your experience of that kind of purge? Was that new for you? Like, what was that? And did you keep doing it?
0: Yeah, it was. I'd had purgative experiences in in the meditation world that were very powerful and and lengthy and and different. Um, I remember leaving my buddy's house. He lived on like Fountain and La Brea or something. And I got in the car and I'm driving back to Santa Monica. And I was like, I could, you know, I could feel the wind against my skin <laughs> and the music and the sun and my, you know, the music in my car and. It it just, all my senses were enlivened, you know, I felt, I felt so alive. I felt so clear and issues that I had had at school or with my girlfriend, they just seemed really, really lucid at that moment. Like I had a very clear sense of directiveness, you know, in a certain sense, my, my soul was very, very present and at the surface in, in the sense of like alignment. So it, it made clear like where things were really working in my life and where they and where they weren't. And um I had that experience pretty much every time I've done that breath work. Um, and it, it was always more powerful if it was being facilitated um, you know, by someone or I was in a group and there was work. Um, and then the, I did breath work on my own, like, you know, I'd cue up some music and breathe for 20 to 30 minutes. That was powerful too, but not as powerful as when it when the space was held. Um yeah I think I think that answers your questions.
1: yeah, <laughs> let's talk about that the space being held because you're a trained breathwork facilitator and you you have done train the trainer, so you have also trained breathwork facilitators. I'm curious about what what kinds of things you would teach. Um, yeah, like what might come up for people, what you know intention setting what what were can you say a little bit about sort of setting up the space? As a facilitator and setting up, you know, intentions and things like what, what were people coming for? If that was part of what was shared? And what, you know, how did you wrap it up? Like, what was the flow of the?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the intention that I was trained in and what drew me to it is that the, the, the purpose was to really open your heart. That's, that was the goal. It's very simple. And that we're holding a sacred space. So we're holding space for really the highest reality to move forward and into the body and into the psyche. Um, so, um, you know, you have to, that, that's not obvious to everyone what a sacred space is, you know, unless you have done some, um, spiritual work for some period of time, you know, that could just kind of sound like kind of a cliche statement, you know, Oh, it's sacred space. Um, some of the things david turned us on is just to make sure the space you're in is very clean and clear and you know he liked to use sage and palo santo and um, some of those things which i use and sometimes i'll use nag champa different things from the hindu lineage that i'm a part of Um, but it's really approaching the space with a lot of regard and care and that you're you're inviting people to feel into a dimension of their being that first of all society doesn't just allow to be be present all the time and that they themselves may have seldom experienced you know their core essential nature so um that's a that's a sacred thing and it needs to be honored with great care um you know so many teachers across traditions say you know if you if you aren't respectful with with the divine with spirit with love capital l then you know you can you can get yourself into trouble psychologically, physiologically. You know you can open too much too quickly. Um, you can be haphazard about uh, the effects of such work on the body and have negative experiences. Um, whether it's breath work or meditation or shadow work or any deep work where you're opening up the mind body, it, it has to be held with this kind of sacred approach because you know you're 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 inviting someone's psychology their identity to unwind and you know to to declutch to deconstruct and be cleansed and washed and healed and then there's a process of like recoalescing the identity to enter back into the world um so that's that's the main thing with setting up a setting up I mean, in my view, and I would I would actually speak critically of anyone who doesn't approach something like breathwork in that way, like you mentioned Wim Hof, he's not teaching breathwork in that way or with that intention, right? It's more of an athletic experience, and, and that's appropriate. And he's being very clear about that. Um, but, you know, someone who's untrained and they're not holding the space correctly and understanding physiology, you know, the the mind-body changes... Um, that that can be no bueno so even when the space is open and people you know i'll invite people to share an intention whatever it's you know they they begin to feel the field of the energy and so they're speaking from and into this vibratory space that is going to kind of kind of kind of defold and delaminate the hardened parts of of the psyche of the physiology that are you know, ready to, to heal more. So um, that, that, that facilitator has to have a certain, in my view, needs to be trained up in that. And that's not a weekend workshop, right? That's, that's a, a years of work to, to hold that kind of space. And then, you know, similarly, when that space is being closed, it's being closed and sealed in a way to, okay, we're, we're outside of quote unquote, sacred intentional space. And now we go to kind of casual interactions that are, that are kind of more fun and and not necessarily more fun, but more light, a little more surface, perhaps. Um, I think you had a few other questions in there, but th- that's a, a little bit of an overview of a session.
1: Yeah, that was great, and i I really heard you around the shared field that exists. There's a reason that for thousands of years all over this planet. We have gathered in small groups to do healing work. There's something about gathering in small groups to do our work together that I believe raises the vibration of the group. So different work to your point, because I know multiple people that have done breath work on their own and to a person, they have all reported it wasn't the same. There's something about a held group with... A practitioner who is holding the space, who isn't necessarily getting altered, because it does put you in an altered state, right? Breathwork puts you in an altered state. And so, if you've been wanting to explore something like, for example, psilocybin, plant medicine, or some other way of getting into an altered state for the purpose of healing, but you've been intimidated or didn't have access to something like plant medicine, breathwork can be a way of getting to those kinds of states without a substance. And I know that Stanisław Groff was someone who was part of the psychedelic movement. And then when psychedelics started to become vilified and illegalized, he developed holotropic breathwork as an adjunct to it. Like, okay, we can't do that anymore accessibly with large, with lots of people, but we can do this. So I think that it's, it's a modality that can be more accessible and can help us, help us heal. That's really the point (laughs) is really why we've been doing it for centuries and why we've been advocating for it for so long and why, why it matters because it works. And I really loved what you said about, um, like delaminating and kind of helping to, um, open the heart and all of those defenses and defended, guarded, habitual ways we hold our body mind that guard us that that protect us but that also keep us from connection like a lot of people listening will be familiar with those places in me where i hold back or those places where i don't connect well or those those spots those raw places that i'm where i'm guarded and we all long to be loved and to love well we want to love and be loved that's part of why we're here on the planet and those blocks in the way of that can feel what's the word? Um they can feel permanent. They are not permanent, but they can feel kind of permanent. And I think breath work is one of those ways of working them and massaging them and helping them to release so that the the chi can flow, so that love can flow through the whole body mind instead of just pockets or parts. So I'm curious, you know, can you share a little bit about about sort of your own personal successes with this or what you've seen be different after not necessarily a single breathwork session, but because like you said, it takes a while. It's not a one and done thing. It's a process. Opening is a process and this can be part of opening. But what have you seen in terms of results of this kind of of work, of the, the healing that can happen in these spaces?
0: Yeah, I think because breathwork has such a wow factor, you know, you can move from like the state you were describing to, um, you know, such a sense of alertness. And oh, I think the word was openness. There's such a sense of openness to, to nature and to people. And, and, you know, particularly in the kind of breathwork I'm talking about, very open heartedness, um, that, that can be intoxicating, you know, you're just, Oh my God, this is all about connection and love and expression and creativity and, and and vision and and making this world be more reflective of the beauty that we know we all are, and um for me for, for me, I eat that stuff up <laughs> I love that um i I had this one experience as you were sharing i was, I facilitated a session this might have been ten years ago uh, I was at my clinic, and this woman was crying and feeling connective, very beautiful, and it seemed like she had a great session. And she had mentioned to me before we did the breath work that her practice was writing. She would, you know, journal and she was part of these writing groups where they would go on retreat and they'd write about their issues and share that. And, oh, it was cool. All right, let's try some breath work, spiritual work. And she came back a week later and said that, that it was a terrible experience. And I was like, I mean, what the fuck? You could have fooled me. You were like super connected. But she said she would she went back to campus. You I lived near the University of Oregon. She was teaching there. Went back to campus and she just felt so open. And she didn't like that. She didn't want to feel connected to people. She liked the, she liked, she was used to a method of spirituality where it was, it was, it wasn't so open. It was, it was more private. It was more personal. And that just rocked my world. I I was like. Oh wow, this is not everyone's path or everyone's cup of tea like and I've subsequently worked with people who are like I don't like being this open. I don't like this connectiveness, you know, I and, and so that, that taught me just a great lesson about about the work that people's pace needs to be honored and that this isn't a cure all for everyone. But I think for men, it's a really in general, it's a really great practice Um, because we men uh, have been, you know, acculturated to really be thickened up and like a skateboard, like the layers of a skateboard, just hardened lamination of, of defenses and role playing Uh, powerful for women for sure. But men particularly can benefit tremendously um, because it 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 does open you up, and it it helps it trains us how to feel, how to how to be open, how to receive, and not be so mechanistic and kind of um, you know uh, tit for tat, and how we expect things to work, particularly in relationship, um, which is obviously beneficial. And uh, okay, well, speaking
1: of I... relationship, I'm curious, did you find? That when you were doing breath work regularly, like you mentioned memories come up or I don't know how you phrased it, but thoughts or feelings coming up during a session. Can you speak a little bit to some of those for you or people you've worked with around like realizations they've had specifically around relationship, not necessarily just romantic relationship, but wow, I realized this now, or I had this memory or just, can you share a little about that?
0: yeah, I mean, in general, it it really evokes the virtues of the heart because it's heart focused. it it evokes the sense of um generosity, you know, giving people the benefit of the doubt, seeing the very highest in one another, um seeing that we're all coming for like you said, Mel, we're all coming from a place of wanting to love and be loved. so it 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 connects you to this this kind of core intentionality of human beings where we we just you know we just want to kind of get along with each other and care for one another um you know it, and it leaves space for you know if things have not gone well in a relationship to be able to name that like hey I really love you and you you hurt me you know you I, I love you and I hate you you know <laughs> like it, it can be connective to not just this kind of rainbow unicorn thing but what's true what has occurred and transpired in relationship and you know if you if you're open to it connect you to kind of realms of of life beyond the body just you know whether it's a a previous life concept or just that life is a continuous experience beyond beyond the body we're in so you you can kind of sense into The origins of yourself energetically and and the sense of where that energy is going to move as far as a vector forward you know beyond this lifetime so it it can be very i mean at this point you could say it's powerful but to me it's just this that's what it does it's just the experience of opening yourself to spiritual dimensions you know there's so much more to life than just what we can experience on the at, at the level of matter and mass you know physical life.
1: Yeah, one of the things I find fascinating about breathwork is all the different experiences that are happening in the space. So I'm thinking of um I was in a breathwork session and uh it was a mixed mixed group so there were men and women and non-binary folks there and there was one woman who was having an experience of again our issues are in our tissues. She was a trauma survivor uh, domestic violence and she said that at one point during her breath work session she actually felt her mom's hands around her neck so she had her mom had tried to strangle her at one point and she felt the same physical sensation of, of that and it was a purge it was part of a purge so it wasn't just i'm suffering through this experience again but it was very real for her right it was like i am feeling the same feelings in my body and um she was able to express in a way that she hadn't been able to express at the time when she was young, right? Actually make noises and say no, say the word no very loudly many times, um, etc. And then at the same time that she's having this experience, this other woman in the space is having uh, like an extended orgasm. I would say an energetic orgasm, not a physiological one, but just like kind of like writhing around and like just experiencing a lot of pleasure. She wasn't loud about it. The only reason I know that is that she shared in the closing circle that that was an experience she was having. Um, And many times or in many of the breathwork sessions I've been a part of, when you're doing breathwork, there's also someone sitting next to you holding space for you. So there's the practitioner at the front. And then there's also someone called a sitter who's sitting with you. That's not always true in all spaces, but in our case, we did have a sitter, and then you would switch, so they would do breathwork, and you would sit for them. And um, yeah, her sitter was like, "Yeah, it seemed like you were having a great time, like <laughs> just like remarkable, remarkable time." And those were happening concurrently, so it it feels like one of those practices where the wisdom of the body mind is leading, right? Whatever the body is needing to purge or express or unburden itself of that is what is leading versus something like talk therapy where the mind tends to be leading. So this is a physiological body-based practice and you're not always going to know what's going to come up or out. And sometimes, you know, we're all kind of at different levels of development, but it occurred to me that you know, the woman who was having the orgasmic experience, she had done a lot of purging work in her life. She had already done a lot of of purgative stuff and she had done a lot of processing and she was she was at an advanced place. And so it's like the realms and like what we can experience it depends on where we're at and what's called for in that session and just where we're at overall in our sort of spiritual development. Um but it was like wow that's that's all happening at the same time which it's sort of a metaphor for earth, right? Like we're having, we're all having these wildly different experiences at the same time. Like, it's kind of crazy when you think about it, like the diversity of experience on the planet. It's like, wow, that's like, we're technically all humans, but like we are having different experiences.
0: Well, when you push, when you push energy into the system like that, Mel, like whatever's kind of top of the stack, you know, that's, that's going to emerge. So if there's sexual energy that hasn't Hasn't integrated and moved, then you know that gets to be your experience or some trauma that's just 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 waiting for the opportunity to surface. And I think that's the you know, that's the beauty of breath work is you just add tremendous fuel, you know, to to bypass the mind's the mind's desire to kind of keep things copacetic and organized. And um, you know, the the only the the purpose of the breath. Th- this is a kind of a, a cool a cool understanding of how it works is you know our our breathing is being automated all the time and we're 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 breathing in concert with our behavior and that breathing rhythm is usually pretty shallow um it's not a deep breath and it is suppressive in nature so we're because we're not allowed to express ourselves fully in society we're breathing in a way to keep our emotions down all the time. You know, this is we are all always doing this because this is the condition. This is the water that we swim in. It doesn't matter if you do spiritual work. If you uh, are interacting at the store, or the park, like as soon as you hit another field of energy, your breathing has to shift to to modulate and meet that person. So we're we're all living in a i think suppressed is too strong of a word but a society that's not fully expressed so breath work what you're doing is you lengthen the breath you're not even really hyper oxygenating that's you know you're getting you know if you look at blood chemistry there's not any more oxygen in the system there's just more chi there's more force in the system and because you're not breathing in a way to to keep your emotions down the breath becomes long it just naturally invites all of those things that we're unconsciously, all the time, holding at bay. It just naturally invites them right up to the heart to be felt, and the body knows what to do with that. The body knows how to feel, the heart knows how to feel, and the throat and tongue know how to express. It's it's totally natural. So it's not it's not really like we're doing anything weird what's more weird is the way we're living you know right we're we're living in a way that's um suppressive of our of our nature like when the mountain lion goes for a kill it's not polite about it and it's not like excuse me um little raccoon can i bite your head off now like it is fucking fierce like (laughs) so that's that's the point I'm making is breathwork in a way is is a return to a more natural state it's bringing online a kind of a kind of flow of power that you know we just we just aren't allowed in a social system um you know and there's there's a sensibility to that but um, even just taking a couple deep breaths it feels really different like oh my god this is crazy like <laughs> what did I do you just just took a deeper breath. It's not that complicated.
1: I couldn't agree more. Sometimes I'll take a deep breath and realize how much tension I've been holding yeah. for how long. And Man. I'm like, that was maybe all day that mm-hmm. I was holding all of that. And when you add up that tension over time, you get sick. So sickness, illness, health issues, you know, you're. A doctor of Chinese medicine, you can probably speak to this, but when we hold tension in our bodies over time, it can't sustain itself. It has something's going to break down. And so, these places like breath work, where we're loosening and we're opening and we're allowing more expression into the system and we're allowing ourselves to actually feel and be with stuck material, it's not just psychological in nature, it's physical. And it affects the physical body. So I'm wondering if you can speak a little bit to... And thank you for correcting me. I didn't know that about it's not really hyper-oxygenating. I was always told that was part of the process. So that's fascinating that it's not necessarily really part of the process. But there are physiological things that happen during a session. Can you talk a little bit about that? And then, yeah, just kind of the health effects. Um, because I'm sure you've witnessed a lot of that in your practice
0: yeah I mean you you can breathe in a way to put more oxygen in your system melanie so you're you're right in that, but you don't have to breathe hard to have an have a um an awakening experience. you just need to breathe outside of your normal rhythm in a contiguous continuous way, so um you know you don't have to breathe super fast, it's just taking those longer you know whatever system you're using it's it's a longer fuller breath where that the diaphragm you know not that people can see, but the diaphragm right underneath the ribs, that, that that moves down and allows the lungs to fully open, to fully allow air into them. So the lungs have the capacity to take this air, and it's not outside of the, the, the volume of, of the lungs. And then as the breath gets down into the guts, the intestines and the liver and the kidneys and the spleen stomach and the sexual organs the reproductive organs that's where when you're getting more chi and blood into those systems you're pulling up the emotions that run with you know the liver anger and worry and and um, perseveration the spleen and fear the kidneys and the urinary bladder and and jealousy etc so you're actually being able to pull up these feelings that in most cases we're like i would like to feel none of those so i'll keep the breath I'll keep the breath just in the top part of the lung, the first lobe and second lobe and won't like feel my fear. You know, like we, I just won't do it because I won't breathe deep enough to do so. Um, that's why in a session, so many emotions move. You're, you're activating all the organs that modulate the feeling for that. We can do deep dive into each organ and the emotion, but not today. Um so, in a session you're going to move whatever system is stagnant it's going to move and like you said the example of the hands around the around the throat i mean you're going to become aware of any imprint on the tissue that that constricted blood you know constricted you know wherever blood goes chi goes or awareness goes so they, they all flow together so anything that anything that impeded life, you know, during your trajectory of life, uh, is going to surface when you add more life to that system, add more breath. Um,
1: I love the way you phrase that. That's, that's powerful. And I, I really appreciate what you said about men have been acculturated to thicken up, to be, to, to, to guard and defend and not feel. And that has such a high cost. I talk to so many men and work with so many men who feel numb a lot of the time or they don't feel deeply connected, but they want to. Or or they are so, they ruminate. They're just in their head all the time ruminating. And like you said, they don't necessarily know how to get out of that. And I think that one of the beauties of breath work is that you don't have to know how to do it. It's not, it's not something you figure out. It's something that you experience. And like you said, the body wants to go there. It's a natural process. It's not like you have to be like, I think we'll do the spleen first and then we'll move to the liver because, you know, I was bullied and I feel like I'm really worried about how people perceive me. Like it doesn't. It's not how it works. It's physically in the body. Where is the energy? And I like what you said about the stagnant place, right? The place where it's not flowing and adding fuel to the system moves it. It will move it and it will come up and it will be able to be expressed and held in a way that it maybe never has ever. And there are so many times that we hear stories from our men around a time they were eight years old or a time they were six years old or 10 years old when something happened and they, they shut it down right? Whatever it was like their joy. For example, they were exuberant and they were joyful and their dad shut it right down. It was like, we don't do that at the dinner table or whatever it was. And they just, they closed off this part of themselves. And there's a tension that happens in the system because from then on, when joy came up, it was shut down. It was just, it's a contraction in the system. And there wasn't the ability to, to expand or respond or or say right or scream or yell or cry or whatever wanted to come through was shut down and that is what can come through now when we're doing these sessions so that the circuit is completed like there are a lot of us who are there's like a loop that we're that we're on it's like why do i keep attracting the same kind of partner right because there's a completion that wants to happen around me learning to stand up for myself or me you know whatever my lesson is it's like i'm going to keep attracting boundary crossers until i learn how to set boundaries (laughs) like it's just sort of a spiritual truth in life that we keep trying to complete things from when we were young or even ancestral lineage stuff until we learn that thing and i feel like breathwork is one of those places where we can get underneath all the thoughts get underneath all the stories to the actual tissues and the physiology of what's going on any comments on that
0: yeah i mean and to your and to that point like a a really good facilitative experience hence a good facilitator is going to create more of a connected catharsis and that's that's challenging with breathwork which is why i've put a lot of my chips in shadow work is to because the per the purge is is automatic it will just come the the facilitator a good facilitator will be able to read the room and read the energy and track the experience that people are having whether it's whether it's in the group and for each individual so that they're giving the right kind of touch that the music selection is kind of of the right mood for that that breath session that the incense is being used in the right way that the affirmations that we'll have people say are are tuned in to you know what that person is feeling and and that on the back end of the session that there's some commentary of not just the purge but like what that was connected to in the person's past so that there's an understanding of you know the classic example of speaking your truth like okay i need to you know keep attracting the same person so i can learn to stand up for myself wow i really felt the origin of that in this breath session and now i have homework because i can i can feel in me that that deficiency and now i can really practice my no or my enough or so um that to me is where it it moves breathwork becomes a much more nuanced healing experience that that does connect you more deeply to your spiritual origins but also in my view i don't know as important or more how to be relational how to how to how to um energetically hook up in relationship so you know you can hook up with 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 your spiritual source and then if you can anchor that into other people particularly an intimate intimate partner wow then you just you've just lit up energetically you know exponentially the source of power moving through your system so like uh one of the reasons why i like talking with you mel is you're super alive and you're vibrant so when i'm talking to you just you know we're maybe becoming friends here it's it's connective you know and then you have a spiritual connection i have a spiritual connection so it becomes a a powerful synergy and breathwork allows allows that to occur more and more intimately Particularly if you're going to get into deeper relationship, because it exposes where there's, you know, chinks, kinks in, in that, in that field within your being. So, yeah, it's, it's a really great tool and and there's a lot to it.
1: Yeah, I love what you said there. Cause one of the things that we talk about a lot in, in our polarity practice is that there's alpha and omega. in in energetics, some people call it masculine and feminine and Omega. When I'm in my Omega, I want a grounded partner. (laughs) I I, I want someone who is rooted. I want to feel that rootedness. And one of the most, you know, attractive things to me in a man is that sense of connection to source connection to the earth connection to depth connection to consciousness. And that rootedness, that solidity, that groundedness is polarizing to me, right? That's like, oh, that's attractive. I want to go over there. I'm I'm pulled to that. And it kind of has me relax in a different way. So it generates polarity. And that I think what I'm interpreting is, is that man's connection to To source to his power, to the earth, to something greater than himself, which is different than his connection to me, right? It's like that's kind of like his source of power. And then that comes up and through his heart. And I get to connect him through that. But it's like he is solid and grounded. And that is very different from a man who is seeking approval from me, where he has now placed his center, his locus of control on like. Does she like me? Does she still like me? Is she interested? Is she still interested? Does she want to have sex tonight? What if she doesn't want to have sex tonight? Does that mean that she doesn't want me at all? That you can you can feel the like, when all of his attention is on me, when I'm a sor- his source, it doesn't feel polarizing. It's depolarizing. Versus when he is sourced in something, now we can connect from a different place. And I think that things like breath work and all of the spiritual practices are helping to, in my experience, helping to root down into something, into sense of self and connection to the greater such that you can show up in in a moment and be able to polarize a moment, not just with a romantic partner, but with with anyone, with any space that you're holding in a different way than when you're kind of like, am I doing it right? Do they like me? <laughs> it's like just not the same place to come from. And I have a lot of compassion because it feels like, yeah, a lot of the men that we're working with don't have that sense of solidity and groundedness and, and structure in their system. And so there's a sense of adriftness or not quite, you know, being able to ground. And then they're work- wondering why, why aren't my relationships working in the way that I want them to? Any yeah. comments on that?
0: Yeah. I I mean, I, 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 I like that idea of, you know, I, I know in the, in the, uh, um, the polar, the polar, what's the, what's the phrase for that work? Like when polarity, polarity work. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think in this model, we're talking about Melanie that when, when a man or a woman or an alpha or omega I think a more inclusive way to talk about it is anchored into their fuel source, their system is charged up. It's, it's powerful. And it's expressed those two polarities express themselves in different ways. When they connect, when those, when those two charges do this, when they kind of reach towards each other and they have this fuel source that's generating them, it becomes exponential. So it's like a flywheel that just keeps generating more and more power. And the spiritual connection you get through the breath work generates that connective, that charge. And then the purgative work of the kind of cleaning of the wounds makes more space. It dilates the kind of amperage, the the amount of wattage that can move through that system. It literally strengthens the, strengthens the nerves in the body and cleans the blood so that you get more, more of a kinetic charge through the system. And that's why when you're like with a, Alpha Omega that's really charged up, like the connection can be fucking electric. You're like, oh my God, this is so powerful. I'm so in love, whatever. Like, you're my everything. And it's like, whoa, whoa, hold on, let's put romance aside just for a moment and explore just the energy here. Here's two beings that they're charged up. And when they come together, it's like this is, you know, it it does something even more powerful. Now we can add love, marriage, and children to that if we want to, but what's more what's more um kind of impressive here is that we have two very open expressive systems and th- there's a lot to say about that sometimes what will create a lot of charge between two people is they have similar wounds and you know this and and then um and those wounds can be super suppressed so when they move into sexuality or sexual energy those wounds get really charged up and it can create a really strong connection but it's not a conscious connection it's an unconscious connection so and i just naming sexual energy a bit here when it comes to deeper work is really important because i um because as soon as you activate the energy in the body the sexual energy wants to move because it's the very source of life so it's it's going to express and then we can easily kind of get confused and be like oh my god i should leave my husband or my wife and i need to start having sex with all these other people in my spiritual community it's like wait hang on a second like this is not about sex it it, that's a separate thing Um, this is about if it's about anything it's about feeling alive feeling alive all of this work is about feeling more vital alive what does that mean on purpose clear focused that's not an attitude that's not a tony robbins pitch that's the result of doing deeper work and healing different wounds you feel more alive and clear to use a Taoist phrase about your destiny about your fate about your true purpose in life it just flows flows through you it's not a manufactured mood that that we would create
1: i think for speaking to that because I feel like that's, I feel like in our culture, you know, finding your purpose feels like a heady exercise. And I really love what you're saying because in my experience, in my life, over the course of my lifetime, it has been from these kinds of you know, breath work experiences or deeper spiritual work and work with the body, with the body that has helped me come to clarity. It hasn't been from my head. And every time I've tried to do it from my head, I have suffered. Every time I have tried to do it from my head, I have suffered. So it feels like we're kind of focused on the wrong things in our culture sometimes, like heady stuff. And anyway, this I feel like is an important part of what we're saying is that when the energy is cleared out in the system, clarity arrives rather than I've got to do clarity. (laughs) I've got to to do clarity. It's, It's not really how it works. And a lot of indigenous cultures around the world have had things like vision quests and have taught how to go out and listen, how to slow down and listen, how to allow an answer to arrive or allow something to come to you rather than, figuring it out. It's a different way of going about it. And yeah, I just really love what you said about feeling alive and coming alive and, you know, sexual energy in particular, I think is creative energy. It's life force. Like you said, like the second chakra is associated with creativity and sexuality. And it is they are linked it's not this one and that one they they are linked but just because you're feeling sexual energy or sexual power it doesn't have to be channeled through sex right there are lots of ways to channel that energy that isn't isn't like you said oh i got to leave my partner and and go like have sex with lots of people i think there might be other other ways to channel that like maybe slow slow your roll and let's let's figure this out um but as we're starting to wrap up i'm wondering you know, you mentioned a few of the physiological effects, like cleaning the blood. And if, can you share a little bit more since you are trained in this of what else does breath work do for our bodies and our minds, body mind?
0: Yeah. So if you want to look at what slows down physiology and expression and mental clarity, it's when the fluids congeal in any way, when they, when they slow down and when fluids slow down, they thicken up and, so what does that look like that looks like phlegm and mucus and you can experience that in your sinuses you can experience that all the way through your gi tract in the interstitial spaces between the organs and the kind of the cavities of the body that fluid can get stagnant and not move well Um, you know the whole bowel system which is another level of fluid can get stagnant Or that fluid can run too quickly and it doesn't have the kind of the right proportionality of density. And so breathwork starts to self-regulate all of those systems just by virtue of putting more energy in the system. And when you get the emotions online, so there becomes a permissibility to express all the flavors of emotion or all the colors of emotion, then there's not all the reflexes in the system to hold back anger grief jealousy sexuality whatever it is that those those contractures in the system start to relax and so again you have fluid that flows better so it really all systems are just going to be slowed down in a way the liver's not going to filter blood as well the gallbladder and spleen aren't going to excrete enzymes and bile as well you're going to have a system that's not operating as well the sexual system the endocrine system you'll have hormone deregulation you won't have cortisol and and progesterone moving in the right way or estrogen for that matter so uh, you know menstrual issues etc so the, the breath work starts to regulate in particular the glandular system the endocrine system now one one thing that's important to say about just breath work in general is if you do breathe too hard too fast and for too long you you will kind of move a little bit too much much chemistry through the system and you can get kind of constriction in the hands and the mouth and the term for that in science is tetany um so like in the rebirthing method you'd see people's hands contract and come up to their head and so in in that case you energetically what we would say is that the heart's not as open so you're not getting the the heart the the constrictors of the hands are reflecting that tendency to be more closed so that's true energetically but we we do need to be responsible to the fact that the system is cramping down which means blood is not flowing as well to the fingers etc now that can become dangerous if you don't slow the breath down so at that point you want to slow the breath down to create more decontraction of the tissues to get the blood in and and if someone's having a lot of lot of tension in their body th- from their breath work, it's because they're being open too fast. So, you know, if that's happening in a, in a session, then facilitator wants to notice that and slow that person down because the heart can be forced open through breath work in a way, and it's it's not that it op- it's it's opening too quickly. It's that all the protectiveness is not ready to open yet. And the body's telling us that it's saying, I'm not ready to open. I was hurt really badly. And like, you know, like you can pump breath through here, but I'm, I'm not going to open. So it's like, okay, let's slow that down. And then I think like the first five or six sessions of breath work I did, I had a lot of that. And then after that, I've never had it since. So, um, you know, we, again, the, the body's telling us the story. We we want to listen to the body because, spiritually we can be open very quickly but the body you know the density of the body takes more time to to release some of those those limiting impressions
1: i really appreciate this this part of the discussion because you said something about pacing earlier and i i could not agree more that we we need to be listening and going at the pace that our body mind is actually at And trying to go faster than that can be dangerous. And not everyone is at the same point, right? Like I said, you got a group in the room, some people are going to be at a different place, and that's okay. So I think sometimes I've experienced groups where one person's like, Oh, I didn't feel that much, or I didn't purge that much. Did I do it wrong? It's like, there's no doing it wrong. As long as you're getting the breath through the system, you can trust that the body mind is going to go at the right pace and it's why we have space holders. It's why we have a facilitator (laughs) is to actually track what's going on and to help modulate that, um, which I think is another sort of um, argument for having someone that's holding space. Um, So, yeah, I, I just, I appreciate that. And it's, that's interesting that, um, for you, it happened the first four or five sessions and then didn't really happen anymore. And I've definitely, I have experienced a little bit of, of that, of tetany, which is your, your hands kind of, for those that can't see, they kind of clamp in and down like you're a T-Rex a little bit. Um, And it's an interesting sensation, but I didn't know about that sort of connection to the heart and how it's, that's a signal that, yeah, we want to slow down and we want to get blood flowing back into those constricted parts where it's it's not ready yet. And I think that's, that's generally true for, for any space holder, you know, myself included, you can feel when someone is ready or or not. It's like, okay, yeah, that they're not ready to go there and that's okay. They'll get there. They will get there, but not yet. And you can think of it a little bit like yoga. You want to stretch. You don't want to tear. You can't go too fast. You can't stretch mus- muscles too fast. They're going as fast as they can go. This is where they are today. We'll try again tomorrow. And stretching happens over time. We understand that intuitively. I think emotional stretching happens in a similar way. And if you try to go too fast, you can, you can get hurt. So. Um, as we're wrapping up, I would love to hear um, if people are interested in your work, how they can find you, and you are primarily doing shadow work now, not so much breath work or or teaching breath work. And can you say a little bit about that and what's coming up for you and how people can find you?
0: Yeah, um, the the shadow work really when it launched for me seven eight years ago, and I I saw that the thing that I, the thing about breath work is that it, it clears what's at the top of the stack. So, whatever's there at the surface, you're clearing that, and then you feel you feel like really really connected and lucid, but there's all the stuff like underneath that stack, so the breathwork really clears what's at the surface. Shadow work is more of an exploration of like what's what are the layers underneath all that, and how do I learn to like navigate that with my awareness and stay aware of it when it then arises in relationship. So I really fell in love with shadow work because it, it's a, I would say it's a deeper, more intimate exploration that's continuous and ongoing with your, with your own, not just woundedness, but your own brilliance. It's getting to know all that you are in an intimate relational setting. So to me, breath it's a different, it's a different practice. Breathwork is like, Oh my God, there's a lot of my system right now. I want to clear it so I can feel open and connected. Shadow work is a, a way of life it's a way of relating to to like what is the deepest thing moving through me right now not just at the surface but what's under that and what's under that and being able to track with my awareness um what's running the show deep down not just kind of my my surface kind of mood or this or the wound that's just there at the subsurface that's ready to release so um to me that that's that's the big distinction and and the catharsis that would occur through shadow work would be in general one that you're you're fully tracking um and you can have these deeply spiritual integrative experiences through shadow work that's that remain more connective whereas I'd say breath work is like charging your system and then that charge kind of like fades off a little bit and you can charge again and and do that. And, and then I'd say deep seated meditation has another place of more, you're charging the very depth of your being in a, in a very transformative seated meditation practice. Um, yeah, so you can find me at Luke and, and, uh, I do a lot of collaborative work with my friend, Jason Lang, who's on your show a lot. Uh, he's, uh at evolutionary.men. And uh yeah, our work is about um healing really. And but more than that, I'd say specifically it's about having really great relationships and really powerful families. So it's about getting love and connection flowing into systems. And that could be families and relationships. It could be business. But um to me connection is is really what what heals humanity. And I know that's the source of your work too, Melanie, but yeah, if you're interested in that, that's, that's where to find me.
1: Perfect. And uh, last thing before we wrap, because I think it is important to just touch on is integration. So I'm curious if you can speak a little bit to how you have found it useful, valuable to integrate after a breathwork session and what you sort of have recommended to your practitioners who then teach their workshop participants
0: yeah i, I think i want to lay one one caution here is that um the the training for breathwork needs to be more extensive i've had people just take one of my i have a series of f- five trainings and they've taken one training and gone out and led a big sessions of of people and they were not ready and they didn't they they weren't responsible in how they facilitated a group and i i got to hear about that From those participants, so um, uh, the integration part is important, and part of having good uh, integration is that the session isn't. There's not too much energy being forced into the session; that it doesn't go too long. That that facilitator is really paying attention to the group. If you breathe too long, if you breathe too fast, you can be exhausted the next day, right? Like that's that's a sign that things were let things were allowed to go too far that the purge was like too much. It overwhelmed the system. So you felt hung over the next day. Um, And is that, is that bad? It's not necessarily bad, but it's not the most efficient way, you know, to integrate an experience and it, particularly with spiritual work. If it's not integratable, it's left as either like kind of a little scar in the system or like a distaste in your mouth you're like you know what i don't like breath work i did not like meditation it wasn't powerful you know with the shadow work the guy was too aggressive so it, to me you know you 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 don't you don't want to overdose you know it, it's all about dosage and medicine at the wrong dose is either not useful or it's harmful so that'd be the main thing is that you you want to kind of start light and titrate up and then um you know, journaling, some food, kind of the normal things we do, but integration will be much easier if, if the dosage is proper. And so, you know, vet the people that you're going to do breath, breath work with, and you don't have to go for the the grand slam. Like first few sessions, take it easy, you know, dip your toes in the water. You got, you got enough lifetime here to, to go deep. You're not, you're not going to get enlightened in one breath work session or you know, be the all-time lover from one breathwork session. Just take your time, you know, take your time. That's my coaching.
1: That's a great um, reminder. I really yeah. like that. And for those who are interested, I will be leading a breathwork experience, um, which will be a, a, a series of sessions. And we, we will be doing integration as we go along, so it will be a closed group of people who know each other, a small group, a closed group. We will do breath work. We will also do some other things and we'll do integration as we go. Cause that's something that I wish that I had had on this journey is, oh, I wish I'd had a series of these with people that I could be processing what's coming up as it's coming up over time. So it wasn't just a one off experience. So if you're interested in that, you can always get me at Dear Men Podcast at gmail and i can give you some info on that um and i will drop luke's um information in the show notes as well if you didn't if you didn't take notes on that part any parting wisdom
0: for are you who- is that is that um training going to be with women only melanie or men or
1: no it'll be with men yeah
0: Oh, it's gonna be with men okay yeah so these are these are men you already know or some new guys too
1: this will be with men that i already know yeah
0: okay oh, cool. yeah well you guys are you guys are in in um you guys are in for a treat because when you do breath work you're expanding the energy and that energy gets uh gets amplified by whoever's holding that space so melanie's energy is is so loving and attentive that i I think you'll have this incredible healing through the space that she holds so i'm I'm very excited for all you men out there gonna do that with her
1: oh thank you Luke yeah that was